listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. We're recording this at the first week of February in 2020. It's obviously show season out there for a lot of our clients. And you're busily um, going from show to show, setting up and tearing down and that sort of thing. So we appreciate you on board and listening to this. We've got a great guest today, and we're going to be talking about fishing on Lake Erie with professional fishing guide and charter captain, uh, Mark Lawrence. And uh, without further ado, Mark, are you there? Yes, I am, Ted. Terrific. Hey, Mark, how are you doing, man? Great day today. I had a lot of fun. How about yourself? You know, I can't, I can't complain. So what do you do in February on Lake Erie for fun? Well, the weather's been beautiful this February, so I went for a bike ride. I went down, looked for minnows, talked to guys really? fishing from shore. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, oh, you know, I was in her 40s. Wow, no kidding. I didn't uh, I didn't picture that you would get many days like that in, in February. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we don't. We yeah. don't. And that's why I was outside. Uh, very good. Very good. Well, well, Mark, just give us a little of background on yourself. How, how long have you been fishing? Uh, you know, when did you start fishing? Who, who got you involved in it? And, and uh, how did it progress to uh, where you are today? Well, I started fishing with my dad in the 70s. I'm talking about 1970s. And uh-huh. we fished out of a rental boat on Lake Chautauqua. And since then, I pretty much fished as many chances as I could. And I bought my first boat a year after I graduated college in 85. I bought wow. my next boat. Yeah. And I bought my next boat in 2001. And I'm buying another boat finally this year. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Sounds sounds like that's quite a boat too that you're you're buying this year. Yeah, yeah, it should be. It's a twenty two footer, so I'm going up from a twenty one footer. But since uh-huh. eighty five, I've been fishing Lake Erie pretty much continuously for fun. And about four years ago, I got my professional license, and it's just being renewed this year. So it's actually probably five years now. I've been fishing professionally. Wow, congratulations. Now, what uh, you, you had another occupation, or are, are you still involved in, uh, in doing something else now? No. Um, last year, my last two children graduated university, and I retired as a mechanical engineer after 35 years. So Holy I'm done smoke. being, yeah, I'm done going into an office every day and sitting behind a computer and making pretty drawings. So. I'll, I'll bet that's refreshing. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's okay. 35 years of AutoCAD is enough. It really yeah, is. Yeah, but no I, I, yeah. So, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious. When you were uh, uh, fishing Lake Chautauqua with your, with your dad, right? Um, Correct. And, and, and how, how old were you when you got started? Oh, 12, 14. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. Yeah. But what, what yeah. were you fishing for in Lake Chautauqua? It's a calico lake, uh, perch lake, okay, and it's got walleyes, but we fish in the spring. We fish uh, drifting, 
with little jigs and fly rods all over the lake. It was just a completely different fishery than today because of the lake has changed because of zebra mussels and stuff. But back uh-huh. then, we used to drift with the wind, and there was no limits, too. I mean, it's different now. But there was right. as many fish as you wanted. Okay. And we would. I mean, we we'd catch. We go for a week at a time, and we'd fill up baskets of fish and clean fish all night. It was fun. It really was. You know, and, of course, I was a... A 12-year-old and my dad's friends were all in their 30s and 40s and 50s you know they weren't 50 but you know it was fun just to watch you know how oh, how adult yeah sit around and tell stories and you, you, there's a little kid with big eyes just listening you know like wow i can't wait to grow up oh that's killer man oh, that, that that's great yeah. now uh did yeah. uh, did your dad or does your dad get a get a fish with you now oh yeah yeah, matter of fact, um, I take him out as many chances as he can. He's he's elderly now. I mean, he's eighty eight. Um, yeah. So it's got to be beautiful for him now. It, it, if it's the water's below sixty five, the winds are above five mile an hour, and he might see a cloud, he says, "Well, take me tomorrow." Okay, Dad. But okay. we do go out probably yeah, five times a year so we can get a nice day. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the problem, of course, is would you fish with your father? you expect him to remember everything you ever told him about fishing. And he looks at you and says, well, I don't remember that. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that, that is really killer, man, that you get it. You get to put your 88 year old dad on the boat with you. That's uh, that is awesome. Well, yeah, the best part too, is with my son now, he's in his late, oh, he's 24, I believe. And we uh-huh. take three generations. So that's oh, really, really, Oh, Oh yeah. That- Oh yeah, and then when my son was younger, it was the best because he wouldn't share. I mean, when you when we're fishing and a fish strikes, if you you caught the last fish, it's not your fish, okay? And you get a twelve year old boy, and he he doesn't remember that because he's too excited. <laughs> oh really? Every fish is his fish, which is okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll be darned. Now, now is your your fun? Uh, is your your son following your in your footsteps then he likes to get out the, a lot oh yeah. oh yeah oh yeah i ruined that poor boy oh really you did. did really oh yeah oh yeah because he'll call me when i'm chartering three times a day to find out how the fishing is and where we should go i mean he'll help i mean he, he does help i mean you know he'll look at the internet and find out where the, the wind forecast is and where the temperature forecasts are and he'll read the yeah. facebook i mean don't you want to he's a chemical engineer should you be doing work oh yeah yeah i i, I got this kid <laughs> you you've got your own ground crew man that's killer <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i'm saying so he'll, he'll help me out during the day when, when fishing gets slow and he'll look on the internet and I'll, oh yeah you should go here i said okay you know yeah i'll be darned yeah. i'll be darned oh that's neat man that is neat so on lake erie uh for those listeners who are not familiar with the northeast um, what do you what do you catch on Lake Erie? Oh, it's all seasonal, but you can catch bass year round. And in the spring, when the you get all three, you get perch, walleye, and bass. Okay. So talking about spring, as soon as the ice comes off, the fish start to become active, and mm-hmm. they're waiting to pre-spawn. And, and so you're catching fish pre-spawn. So you catch big bass pre-spawn when the girls have eggs you're catching five pound bass you know you can catch some huge ones eight months but you can catch five pounders pretty pretty consistent the same thing with the walleye yeah when we're perch fishing we're catching we're allowed 50 fish per day 
Mm-hmm. And before the season opens, we'll catch 10, 15 nice walleye in 50 feet of water where the perch are schooled up because they're in there feeding on the same food source, the minnows and stuff. Oh, wow. That must be a surprise. Well, yeah, because we're using four-pound tests. Yeah. And no we're kidding. using... Yeah, we're, so we're using small Aberdeen hooks, and we're catching five-pound walleye, and yeah, oh yeah, and then you'll forget the net because you're perch fishing, and you got a, a 30-inch walleye there with teeth in one end, like, oh, who's turn to grab that in the water? Right, right, I'll be darned, I'll be darned. Yeah. Now, how big do the perch get in the lake? Oh, we can catch some 14, 15-inch perch pretty, pretty regular. That's a nice-sized perch. Oh, very nice. Oh, yeah, very nice. Yeah, I'll be darned. So, uh, so in Lake Erie, do they have any of the the salmon oil at the lake at all? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, we have lake trout and brown trout, and there's some yeah, and some other trout mixed in. Uh, I've, we caught actually a salmon because what happens is the really? fish swim from Lake Michigan and we'll catch them inadvertently on Lake Erie. So I oh, caught one or two in the last 10 years inadvertently. Really? really? A king salmon? Yeah. Is that a catch? Yeah, I mean, they, you know, when they get the hook nose and everything. Really? Yeah, well, they swim, you know, and they, they make a right turn and they just keep swimming because the lake never ends. You know, you go from Lake Michigan, you make a right turn, and yeah. the next thing you know, you're in the Detroit River and then you're like, whoa. Where is it? You know, and you just keep going. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be darned. And 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 then you said you you have lake trout and brown trout too, huh? Correct. Correct. Yeah. How 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 big do the lake trout get in Lake Erie? Oh, they're quite large. Quite large. Yeah, fifteen pounds. Wow. Really? You know, it's a, we get some bigger ones, but I mean, you can catch fifteen pounders pretty consistently. Yeah. Now, do you keep those, or is that catch and release, or how do you work that? It's catch, it's catch and yeah. release for me. Now, you can always keep a lake trout. I think the limit is three per day, but uh, I discourage it only because they are greasy, and you won't be happy unless you're going to smoke them. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but if you want them, you're certainly – they're legal fish to catch. There's nothing wrong with taking um, selective numbers. Uh -huh. But if you're not – you're not going to prepare it, then take a picture of it and put her back. You let somebody else catch it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be darned. I'll be darned. So in regards to people booking through with you throughout the year, I mean, do they book starting at what, April or May, and then you go through the fall or how to, what, what's, your, what's your timeline? I start when the lake ice is off. So okay. the coast guard around here are pretty simple. We have a, a freshwater intake in to feed the city of Buffalo. And the water is 15 feet below the surface where they draw the water to feed the city of Buffalo. When the water hits 34 degrees, 15 foot down, they say the lake is ice-free. So that's, that's the United States Coast Guard's definition of ice-free, because water, ice melts at 32. So if it's 15 foot of water that's above freezing, then there's no ice on the lake. So that's when I fish. Uh, uh -huh. As soon as it's ice-free, okay? So, like some winters, we've had ice in the May, and it's really, really? difficult when you, yeah, well, you're really difficult when you haven't fished since Halloween, and it's been May. Like, wow, you start to shake a little. But yeah, this year, 
this year, I'm talking about from a boat anyways, but this year we'll be all right. We'll be fishing in April. Really? Because there's the, the 38 degrees. I don't think it's going to freeze this year. Oh, no kidding. Does that happen very often when the lake doesn't freeze? Uh, every fifth year. I mean, last year was a significant icing event, and we had ice late. We were fishing in April because the lake is so large. In Ohio, it was above freezing, and when I launched off of Sturgeon Point area, you could see a wall of ice from Sturgeon Point to Buffalo. That's about nine miles. That's where all the ice gets pushed. The way the wind blows, it blows it all from Ohio and all the ice down the Buffalo. The ice yeah. got pushed and pushed up that it was seven foot thick in front of Buffalo. We had a oh huge winter storm. Yeah, really? seven mile hour winds, and it just packed the ice up against all the break walls, and we didn't ice off the lake. Oh. Really? Fact, not no, this year. No kidding. <laughs> now, now you mentioned you just mentioned something there that was interesting me. You you've got a place there called Sturgeon Point. So, so do you get the sturgeon in the lake? Yes. Um, there is a small population of sturgeon. Now, when the the lake was settled, I'm talking about the United States was settled. There right. were sturgeon so many that they would use a pitchfork to get them. They would come into shallows to spawn. And there were that many sturgeon, and that's why it's Sturgeon Point. Okay. Ah, okay. Okay, and what's happened to us, of course, is in the fifties we were we weren't very good, and we yeah. kind of polluted the world. Yeah. So yeah. we, so we have a a very small but growing population of sturgeon again, and this, they've done studies. The state of New York with the federal government, and they shot the fish, and we have small fish that are just getting to breeding age, and we have some older ladies that are quite old, in the mm -hmm. 70s and 80s, and we lost that middle generation. Oh, interesting. We, we should be, yeah, we should be in good shape. You know, we'll never have a fishery where you can commercially harvest or catch and release a sturgeon. The law is quite specific now. If you catch a sturgeon, hook it, take the hook out, never take the sturgeon out of the water. Right. Because okay? we, we need every fish to survive. If you can't do right. that, cut your line. But never take the fish out of the water. Oh, interesting. Okay. So is yeah, it legal to fish for them then? I'm sorry, sit again. Is it legal to fish for the sturgeon? No. 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 Okay. No. No. But they fish in the same exact spots the walleye and the bass are. In the spring, they come in the shallows to spawn, and you can inadvertently yeah. catch them when you're fishing for anything because they're a bottom feeder. And that's what they're saying. If you inadvertently catch one, do not take it out of the water because it's a female looking to spawn. Okay. Yeah. And just and just release it as quickly as practical. Take the hook out of his mouth if you can. If not, cut the line. Ah, okay. Okay. I interesting. So how many how many sturgeon do you hook in a year then? Oh none. I've I've, I've never even, I've seen them netting where I'm fishing, but the yeah. fish aren't interested. When they're going into spawn, they're not actually actively feeding. Uh -huh. Okay. You know they're busy, right? Right. I'll be darned. Okay. We, but yeah, yeah, and then they spread out. Then they spread out after that because they're a bottom feeder, and then roll over the whole bottom of the lake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be darned, guys. That'd but be cool. Have, to, oh to yeah, other people have, and they're four foot long. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're beasts, aren't they? Just absolute beasts. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'll be darned. I'll be darned. So in in regards to walleye, I would imagine that's what. Uh, 
what most people want to fish for when they uh, when they book a trip with you? Yes. Um, yeah. I would say 70% want to fish for walleye, and the other 30 are bass fishermen. Mm -hmm. And before the season opens, the 70% who fish for walleye are fishing for perch. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, and, the, uh, and, the, and the limit on walleye in Lake Erie, what is that? Six fish per person per day. Is there a slot? Yeah. Yeah, they, there's a minimum length. They have to be 15 inches long. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. That, there's that's no limit. Nice. There's, you know, no size limit. There's no slot. Right. Right. I'll be darned. And um, and what what size fish are you typically uh, uh, are you typically catching during the year? Twenty to twenty-two inches are. 70% and then we get five pounders every day. It's just a matter of how many five and how many eight. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you want to fish a contest, we need a 10 pounder. And so the, oh. in order to fish a 10 pounder, we fish differently because we're looking for the, the one huge trophy fish. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so without disclosing, you know, your, uh, um, your, your, your ultimate secrets, how do you fish, for the trophy compared to, you know, filling a cooler? Ah, well, it's real simple. And it, I fish only with worms because it's the most amount of fun you can have for fishing for walleye. Okay. Okay. So if you want to fish for a trophy fish, you go to a stick bait. And the reason you do that is because the differential in speed. When I fish for worms, I'm going one, to 1.4 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. So I'm moving just enough to get the blade to spin. I'm fishing relative to the bottom, but for bigger fish come off the bottom to spend up about five to 10 feet all the way to the top of the water column. And you yeah. use the stick bait to go 2.2 miles per hour. So oh. the point now is at 2.2, after so many a half hour at that speed, you've covered more water. And so if the fish are spread out, big fish now are spread out every 500 to 10,000 yards. Right. Obviously you covered more water and you've got more chances for that fish to see your lure. Right, right. Oh, got it, okay. And, and, okay. and you're rolling that a little higher then. And then obviously the 1.1. Correct, yeah. correct. So you're going for the one trophy fish you need to get that fish to strike. So you need to go as fast as possible. So you cover as much water as practical. And you're then catching and releasing fish all day because you're looking for the monster. Okay. Mm -hmm. And my starters, what we're trying to do is have fun. And so we teach you how to feel the bottom. We teach you how to put the worm on. We teach you how to feel the bite. We teach you how to set the hook. And then we, then, we, then we take you against the fish. So what I do is as soon as you catch a fish, I slow down a little more. So we're not pulling the fish up out of the water column by having the boat do it. We're having you reel the fish in. Ah, uh, okay. 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 Yeah. So I instead of going one, two, I, I drop it down to point eight miles an hour. So I'm taking just huh? enough speed to keep the lines from tangling, but not so much. When you're looking for the trophy fish, I'm talking about if you want to win a, a big contest, 
you want the fish to come up to the surface and reel them in as fast as possible so you can look at it, measure it, and throw back the ones you're not keeping. Okay? True. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's, to me, that's fishing, but that's not fun. Okay, right. Okay. If you hook a fish, you see, if you felt, you're holding the pole, you feel the fish bite, you give it a little line, he, he hooks himself, you set the hook, and you bring it in. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that, that's the way my dad taught me to fish. I mean, my, the reason the way I fish the same way my dad taught me. You know, take a worm, fish off the bottom, find a fish, hook the fish, reel it in, you know, then go back and get another one if you have, you know, if you still have room, okay? Right. Because we're looking for fish. In all honesty, I don't want to eat the big fish, okay? First of all, they're, they're meant to reproduce because they make more eggs, and they're right. old. The old. Old things don't taste good. I want the fish. I want the fish. <laughs> they call it drill for a reason. But yeah. I want the fish 20 inches long that are certainly big enough that when you flay it, there's enough meat to get a nice dinner out of it. But I don't want a fish that's so old that it's not flavorful anymore. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, and, and that uh, that sure reaches across the board. Then it, it, it's it's kind of nice to uh, bring a big fish in and get photo ops and that sort of thing. But uh, okay. in most cases, you probably don't want that great big thing on your dining room table. No, no. I mean, but it's certainly it, when we catch an eight pounder, I'll take it home and fillet it for the customer. But most of the time, I try to talk him into throwing it back and let's go get a 21, 20 inch fish, 22 inch to eat. You know, right. you know. And send that girl back down there. Because only mm-hmm. the big fish are girls. Right. Okay? right. And they're eggs. They're egg makers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what what time of year do do the walleye spawn? Oh, the, the state of the art closes the season on the fifteenth of March and reopens it the first Saturday in May. So sometime during that season, right around ice off, the fish spawn in shallow. They're the first game fish to spawn in a year oh wow really okay then yeah then come perch and then come our bass uh-huh now are, okay. are, are, are they really aggressive before the spawn then they are but i don't if the season isn't open i don't physically go out after them mm-hmm. okay now if i'm in 50 foot of water looking for perch and i catch them they do actively feed okay but they spawn in eight foot of water. So I don't fish eight foot of water before the yeah. season open looking for walleye. Because again, I don't want to hurt the girls with their eggs. There's no reason yeah. to take a fish going to successfully reproduce out of the water and hold it. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the eggs are soft. Okay, now bass you can catch in that time of year because the eggs aren't soft yet. Right, right. Yeah, good point. Okay. Yeah, so we 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 look for big bass at the same time, but, you know, April and May before the before they spawn, we can catch big bass, big girls, and we don't hurt the next generation because the eggs aren't soft. Mm-hmm. I'll be darned. And and, soon as, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of smallmouth in Lake Erie, huh? Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I oh, love yeah. I love fishing smallmouth. And you were saying that you get what five to eight pound smallmouth in the lake pretty regularly. Well, five, yes. Eight's, eight's a huge fish. And it, you know, uh-huh. we get one or two, maybe five fish out of the whole Buffalo area a year, eight pounds. I'm not, don't, oh. okay. So if you get an eight pound, you got a monster. Okay? Right. Yeah, you, 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 what's going to happen to that poor fish? 
is he's going to get his picture taken more than a pretty girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody's going to want to see that, that fish because that's a real, that's a real trophy. Okay. That's true. That's true. And, okay. and, that, and that's all catch and release, right? Oh yeah. All back yeah. to catch and release. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so in a given year, that that eight pound fish is going to be everybody's going to see that picture. You you know you won't be able to go anywhere without. Did you see my eight pounder? Like, yeah, we seen it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Do something else now. <laughs> so yeah. Correct. So on a good on a good bass fishing day on Lake Erie, how many fish can you expect to catch? Oh, twenty five per person. Okay, you'll wow. catch a, a few five pound a few five pounders. And at the end of the season, like I said, you might get a couple eight pounders out of the whole end of the lake off of Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. You might. Okay. But you'll catch three to fives all the time. Okay. Five's a big fish. Okay? Yeah. yeah. A big fish. Yeah. But you can get those, and you'll get a you'll get four or five a day per person. Mm-hmm. And and are you fishing top water for them or or? Uh, oh. A... Well, we're drifting. It matters. Okay. You gotta. You gotta ask what what happens to us is the fish stage. They go they sleep in the middle of the lake in the spring, and as the okay. water warms up, they spawn. So it matters on water temperature where they are in their cycle. As soon as they get on the bed, I don't fish for them right there. But so okay. most of the time, in early we're talking about early May before the water warms up, we're out in 25 foot of water. So they're they're not even close to spawning yet, but they're moving in. They're actively feeding. And uh, they're getting ready to spawn. So when they trigger to spawn, when the water gets in the late fi high 50s, they move in shallow. But now because the water clarity, they're actually spawning out deeper and deeper. So everything is changing. What I did in the 80s to catch fish, I don't do anymore. Really? I can't. It's not. Yeah, well, so everything's changed. We have gobies. There was no gobies. We have zebra mm -hmm. mussels. There was no zebra mussels. Mm -hmm. The water was always stained. We had lots of minnows, and now we have gobies. Everything's goby-oriented now. When we fish, we're fishing artificial lures that look like gobies. Really? Now, now for my ignorance, what's a goby? Goby is a fish that was brought in by tanker, that, I, mean, I should say grain, grain transport ships, from Eastern Europe, Russia, the Balkans, Germany. Okay. It was not here on purpose. Um, it was a mistake. Um, they are in the Great Lakes, and there's nothing we can do about it. Really? Uh, they're, yeah, there's an invasive, they're an invasive species. And the, the worst part is they, they reproduce three times a year at least. Um, wow. But they eat, they eat the young of the year of everyone's game fish. So that's what's that's hurting our bass and stuff because they eat. You know, they have to eat too, but they're eating the young of the year. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Gosh, yeah. that's a game, man. There's a lot of uh, a lot of stories of evasive fish getting into all sorts of uh, watersheds and lakes and that sort of thing anymore. I mean, that's that, uh, the terrible thing to go through. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the, it's part of the food chain now. Okay. So mm -hmm. we're not allowed to use gobies as, as a lure. I mean, you can't catch a goby and put it on your hook and send it back down. But you can put a grip on that looks like a goby or a tube, and the, yeah. the bass hit it. You know? <laughs> I'll be so there. that's what we do. We're, we're fishing green pumpkin. I mean, the gobies are green. We, we're using yeah. a football with a, with a tube on it, 
and we're drifting tubes, and we're catching big fish, okay? And then when the water warms up more, we're moving in close, and we're fishing males on their, um, when they're starting to bed. We're mm-hmm. like fishing then, mm-hmm. okay? So if someone wanted to make a, a trip to fish Lake Erie, what and, and they wanted to come at the peak season when, you know, maybe they can catch a variance of species or, you know, expect the best fishing. What, what do you, what do you tell those people? Well, fish every day. Cause it's just too much fun not to. However. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Fish every day. I mean, honest to goodness, you, you'll, you'll never be disappointed, but if you want to fish bass that are trophy size, it's in May. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you want to catch perch, it's before May because a fish, perch are schooling fish and they school up to reproduce. And once they reproduce, they scatter. Yeah. And then walleye are all year long after the opener. But as the water warms up, the fish get more active because of they're cold-blooded. And so if you really want to catch walleye, you wait to later in the season. It means after May, when the water starts to warm up in June, July, August, all the way to the end of the season. Ah, uh, okay. So, okay, but in the spring, you can, after the opener, you can catch walleye and bass and perch in the same day at the same location. Really? Oh yeah, if you're drifting along the bottom looking for bass with grubs, you know, tubes, walleye Mm -hmm. will hit a green tube because it looks like a goby. And the perch will hit a goby and the bass will hit a goby. So yeah, you can, we use spoons. We drift with spoons and the shiny and fish, fish hit that stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'll be I'll be darned. So so, what's a typical oh, yeah. day on the water with you? If, if uh, your uh, your fishermen show up at what six or seven in the morning, and you uh, put them in the boat, and what happens? Well, in the spring, we're about a half hour boat ride at the most. Okay, and typically that's walleye or bass, mm-hmm. and, and a perch a little longer because you need to get out to fifty feet in the spring. Okay. What I do is, for my fishing, typically they tell me up front. So I really like to go walleye fishing and then do some bass in the afternoon. And so when we go out and we set up for walleye, is first thing I do is I train them how to sense the bottom and how to put a worm harness together. What I like to do is show them how to fish, teach them what I do, show them, mm-hmm. and then all I want to do is net. I mean, I, you know, I'm, we use nothing but worms. So I'll show them how to put a worm on. And that's it. I'll show you how to feel the bottom. If you don't understand, I'll, I'll keep teaching you until you get it. Okay. Right. And that we'll fish going real, real slow with the wind, watching our poles and setting the, setting the strikes. Mm-hmm. If we can limit out in a few hours, then we'll go in and drift for bass. Got it. Got it. Yeah. But it all depends on, on, uh, how you're doing on the perch slash walleye, whether or not you Correct. come in and fish the rest for bass. And then are you, are you picking up picking up any lake trout when you're doing that? You can, but later in the year. The lake trout are cold water fish. So in the spring, they we can catch, honestly, you never know what you're going to get in April and May when you're fishing 50 foot of water. Mm-hmm. We've picked up steelhead. We picked up 
brown trout because they're in feeding on the gobies and the minnows. They're actively feeding because it's spring. But as right. soon as the water warms into the 60s, they move off. They don't like the 60s and 70s, the water. They're only out mm-hmm. deep water because uh-huh. that's more comfortable. But they'll come in and feed. So on a, we'll be trolling with worms just off the bottom, and a steelhead will come in, and we'll get a steelhead hit from 50 foot in the really? middle of summer. Really? Yeah, and he messes it up because they, they jump. They, they're crazy fish. They're fun to catch. But they're yeah. a heartbreak when you have one because they go every direction at once and they get all the lines tangled up. Like, right. Oh, right. Yeah. You, yeah. You've got, a, you've got a real cluster going on in the back of that boat. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. No kidding. That must be that must be fun though when that happens. I mean, what a what a memory oh, that was. Everybody but yeah. the guy at the end of the day has got to untangle all that. Okay, I take it home to my son and says, here, untangle this. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's always funny in, in talking with, with people that, you know, uh, haven't fished with guides a, a whole lot, you know, and, and a lot of them will tell you, gosh, what a great job you have. You know, all you have to do is fish all day long. Well, that's half of your day, right? The other half is yeah. preparing all the gear and getting everything untangled and washed and ready for the next day and it uh, there's, there's a lot of work what you do correct and sharpen all the hooks uh, yeah. you know any nicks on the line got to come out you know and, oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah because the worst thing that ever happens is you break off the biggest fish of the day because you didn't pay attention oh yeah yeah that that, that becomes a tough day at that point oh yeah yeah <laughs> So, I mean, with all the trips that you've run over the last roughly five years, I mean, you know, you, you've run hundreds of them, I would, I would uh, imagine. Are there any uh, any particular trip or trip that kind of still stick out in your mind? You're going, wow, that was a really cool trip. Yeah. There was last year, a young man went with me once a week for eight weeks in a row. And we hit the peak day that we set the lines for walleye that we're allowed 12 fish, my six and his six. And within an hour, we had them all done. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, it took us 45 minutes to get to where the fish were. But again, because after you like three trips with me, you you realize what the technique is, how to put the worm on, how to feel the bottom, how to set the line right. You got Mm -hmm. it, okay? So, you know, my son and I are the same way. We don't even talk, you know. So right. this, but this class hit the right day. It was in July, and the fish were just active. Yeah, and and within a, an hour, we had tw- uh, twelve nice fish in the real nice fish. Wow, that's cool. Okay. Oh yeah, then you have some days we have four guys looking at you. Says, "Are we going to catch a fish today?" Like, oh. <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and, and you have a. You have a mantra, don't you? I mean, it, it, how does it go? Something about uh, if, if if the weather's bad or if the fishing's bad. How, well, what do you say? Oh, if um, I always um, guarantee fun for everybody. So if we can't catch a fish, I don't charge. Okay, uh-huh. but. I don't like I don't like that feeling. It, it's a um, 
it's a disappointment to me to promise someone an opportunity to have fun, to take a picture with a fish, learn how to oh. fish, and not do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Breaks my heart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and 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 that's what sounds you know. I mean, what, what would be a great opportunity if uh, someone is looking how to the to learn how to fish for walleye or learn how to fish bass or perch. Um, you're you're doing as much teaching as anything else, aren't you? Oh, correct. I'd be happy to show you everything I know. That that's yeah. another issue. Okay. That and is, I make that my is. own wall and I, I make my own bass perch lures, you know, and I'll show you how to tie the lines and all that. I mean, it's you know, I'll show I, the way my typical day is. I, first thing I do is I teach you how to read the the depth finder. If you don't understand how the depth finder works, then you'll never know how to catch a fish again. Oh, really? You've got okay. to be able to. Yeah, I mean, you got to recognize how the bottom is, okay? And you got to look for the right, you want to look for breaks, okay? So we can show you how to do that. And then you mm-hmm. want to show how to read where the fish is in the water column. You, Everybody doesn't understand this, but a fish arc doesn't tell you anything unless you interpret the fish arc correctly. Okay. So the fish arc is only it's it's a the depth finder is a counting machine it sends out a sound pulse it counts how long it takes to go, to come back and it displays that by showing a distance on your chart okay so mine's a color screen so when the fish okay. enters the cone okay versus in the center of the cone even though he's 10 feet off the bottom how does the depth finder show that same fish. So when he enters the cone, because it's a triangle, he's deeper in the water. When he's True. under the directly under the boat, he didn't change depth. I mean, he didn't swim up ten feet. He just swam like normal, and we the boat moved over him. So it oh, shows yeah. him closer. Okay, it shows him closer. Well, he ain't closer. He's always been at ten. He's always ten feet off the bottom. So you need to interpret how that works. Okay. Got it. Okay, so the fish arc is just showing you a graphical representation of the distance the fish is from the transducer. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then does the length have anything to do with how big the fish is? No. The length, all it is, is how long you was in the transducer. So if a fish is swimming at one mile an hour, and I'm traveling at one mile an hour, he can be a, a mile long. He never left his cone. He'll oh, always I... be the same distance. Right. Okay. So length has nothing to thickness. You can't change thickness. Transducer mm-hmm. knows how thick it is. So a thick mark is a good fish. A long mark just means how long it was in the transducer. So right. at the end of the fishing trip, you I will show you all this and I'll show you this is the nice thing about it is once we get this figured out, I can see a fish tell you to move a line up five feet and you can hit that fish. Oh, really? Okay, that well, makes I mean, sense. Yeah, I mean, it's up to him to bite, but you know what I'm saying? If the fish are active and he's five feet higher than the lure and I can recede on the scope, then I'll tell you, crank it up five feet, you know, make it one turn, mm-hmm. boom. And because and you're the lines are behind the boat a little bit, we're traveling at one mile an hour. So the, right. the stern of the boat crosses over a school of fish, we can then move the lines up if he's slightly up. If he's on the bottom, there's nothing, we're perfect. 
Okay, mm -hmm. but if he's up five feet for whatever reason, you can bring him out. Then I can almost tell you what the species is by the how thick the mark is and the color and everything else. But I'm not perfect. I'm not even close. Okay, mm -hmm. but because some fish look pretty close to each other, but I can certainly tell the difference between a, a perch and a bass, but not a perch and a walleye, because perch and a walleye are cousins. Oh, so I see. The, yeah, the scope doesn't know the difference. Right, right. Oh, interesting. That's a real art, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's more of a, yeah, it's it's more of a guess, but yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be darned. Gosh, what a, what a great educational opportunity, uh, you know, to come out with somebody like yourself that, that is fishing all the time and also getting an education on not only the gear, but the electronics that you use. And um, what, a, what a great opportunity for someone. Yeah, and, and why you use what you use, too. So my problem is I'm a retired mechanical engineer, so if it doesn't make sense or doesn't have a reason, I don't do it. Okay, now I'm always willing to learn something new. But I've been mm -hmm. doing this for a long time now, so I've kind of got my system pretty good. Okay, so I can run a boat, keep keep a heading, keep the speed up, and read the scope and put the lines where they need to be. Mm -hmm. uh, the only problem is once in a while the fish don't want to play. Like, come on, why aren't you hungry? I gave you a worm. What else could you possibly want? <laughs> you know, in, in, in a podcast, obviously everything is is audio. And what I wish I had yes. the ability to do at this point would, would be to, to show the audience your boat because your boat is just absolutely awesome. I mean, that, uh, that, that describe the boat a little bit for people. Well, I run two 12-inch screens for because the, what's under the boat is the most important part because that's where the fish are, okay? Mm -hmm. And then what I have is a, I got a 36 volt trolling motor up front. And what I'm doing is I'm going with the wind and I'm maintaining the speed necessary to get the blade to spin. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we're using lead weights to get that walleye fishing. Now we're using lead weights to get down and we're going to run one ounce of weight for every 10 foot of water column. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing is I'm watching where the fish are reacting to the bottom. Sometimes the fish are rubbing the bottom and sometimes they're a foot up and sometimes they're five foot up. So I need to set the lines appropriate so that I have the back two are always rubbing the bottom. And then I put two more closer to the bow and I'm bringing the lines up slightly. And as I move mm -hmm. closer to the bow, I'm changing the weight size so the leaders, the lead is shorter. So okay. the back of the boat, we're running three ounces. We're in 30 feet of water. And the ones in front will be six ounces. So there's a uh, differential in weight. The length behind, a much line as it takes to get to the bottom is less. Mm -hmm. So there's a less chance to take. And, and your boat fishers, how many people, Mark? Four, easily. It's real uh -huh. nice. Yeah. So I, it, it's, it's got the casting bow in the front. So when I'm bass fishing, I turn the boat to the wind. I put three people on the on the wind side. Okay. And then the uh -huh. fourth person casting upwind. So what we're going to do is he's going to attack the fish before we get there. And the other ones are going to grip over the fish and catch them. So he's casting upstream, getting the um, tube bait down to the bottom. And he's working mm -hmm. two bags back to 
okay? So that's how we can get four people fishing. And the um, other ones are drift behind, you know, behind us, if you want to say, but we're over the, the same area. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the same thing from my perch fishing, we're using electronics to hold position. So the, the trolling motors are set up now that you press a button, the GPS tells, tells the computer, I need to be within five foot of this spot. And it turns on and off the trolling motor to keep you within five foot of that spot. Right. So instead of putting an anchor over, I'm just using the electronics to hold position. So what we're doing now in perch fishing is we're casting out. The perch don't school like they used to. And in the old days, I'm talking about when my dad took me out, we would just go out, throw an anchor over in 45 foot of water and wait for the perch to come to us. Okay. I mean, we had depth binders, we had all that, but we knew where the perch grounds were, if you want to say, and we'd go to them. And you just wait them out and the perch will come to you. Right. And now, because of the water clarity, they're swimming all the time. So what we're ending up doing now is you, you will get fish to school underneath you, but if they swim away 15 feet because of, and then you have to cast out them and smooch them back in real slow. So I've come up with a way to do that with um, putting lead weights on the bottom and some hooks that you would use for drop shotting. And we put minnows mm -hmm. on minnows on a line and we drop shot cast out drop shot and, and bring them back to the boat but oh really? then, you, then you got to go yeah because the fish because the water clarity is so strikingly the the bait fish swim the boat the boats the, the fish move you have to move to where the fish are you bring them back yeah because they're, they're they're scouring the whole rock pile so uh, like all lakes in lake erie there's a series of rocks yeah. Um, in 55 foot of water and off the one side, it'll be dropping in a little deeper water. It'll be sand and no working those rocks and the, the perch are eating and, and looking for food and they just work the whole length. And so the reef could be 50 feet or 200 or 500 or a thousand feet and they'll mm -hmm. work the whole length. And so, mm -hmm. like I said, in the old days, you just went out to the rock pile, threw your anchor over and just waited for them. Right. Not very productive anymore. I mean, right. First of all, if you don't see fish, you're not going to catch fish. So you can tell right now with those electronics, you got two 12-inch screens. Like, uh, we don't see any fish. It's like, yeah, I see that. So we have to go find them again. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, in, so in regards to the equipment that, that you use and that sort of thing, you provide the rods and reels and pretty much everything anybody needs to fish Correct. for the if, if now, somebody... I'll take the fish off if I have to. Yeah, I'll take the fish off if I have to. You know what I'm saying? Very good. And if somebody does <laughs> yeah. have to pick up rod and reel, do you mind them bringing it? Oh, gosh, no. Oh, gosh, no. No, because um, they have, especially if they're left-handed, mine are universal, you can flip them. But if you're left-handed instead of right-handed and all that, if you're, you know, if that's your favorite pole, bring it by all means. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and, yeah. The only thing I ask is to not bring poles that are so long or so short that are not practical some people bring 16 foot long poles and you'll hit your neighbor like come on oh, we're in a man. small boat here yeah <laughs> yeah I'll you be <laughs> yeah you know yeah so so when you when you book a trip do you book uh, just a seat on the boat or do you book the whole boat how does that work with you okay i book the boat so i charge 
to take the boat off the dock is $300, and that'll give you up to two people. That's for a half day. I prefer whole okay. day charters, which are 400 to get two people out. Okay. Uh-huh. And then because the boat takes four, you can bring your buddies up to two more. It's an additional $50 per person. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yes, I've I, plenty of clients out for what, by me and the, me and the client, and we've gone for a whole day of fishing. And it's $400 for me to take the boat out. That's and a bargain. I won't put any. Yeah. yeah, it is. Well, yeah. 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 And I don't put any else on the boat, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you know oh. my father, I'm not, you know? <laughs> yeah, so true. So true. Yeah, Dad will go because it's a nice day. Dad's going. <laughs> yeah. Very good. And and what, what do you suggest people bring with them? I mean, uh, sunscreen, hats, you know, that sort of thing. What, uh, what do they need to bring if they're spending a day on the water with you? Well, they need to bring liquids to drink okay and obviously a hat and sunscreen and any medications they need and especially if they have a tendency to get seasick lake erie's rough okay i mean i won't mm-hmm. take you out and get you hurt but um it's rough okay um what i prefer is you to bring soft sole shoes because the boat's carpeted and bring food you want to eat uh, but try not to bring cheetos they seem to make a mess of the boat oh i'll bet yeah <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so Very yeah, good. and and uh, you could bring alcohol, but I don't like it uh, because I remember when I push the lawnmower for a few hours and want to sit down and drink a beer. That's what I drink it. And fishing's way too mm-hmm. important. Okay. That's good. That's good point. My, yeah, that's my issue though. I do have an issue with Diet Coke. I I, I can drink. I can drink a lot of them. <laughs> I've I've always been amazed that you know you, you look at reviews that a guide has had and um you know th- th- some of those reviews you just go you know that wasn't the captain's fault you drank way too much tequila the night before and you couldn't hold your head up let alone a rod you know and uh, they always blame it on the captain right well, well the cra- captain yeah, yeah. catch me any fish well you know because you were puking all day that's why we we didn't right. catch you any fish yeah that's uh Correct. No, no. The time for celebration is when you hit the dock, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I'm cleaning fish, then go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you provide uh, filleting and bagging and that sort of thing at the end of the day? Correct. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. I clean the fish, put them in uh, Ziploc bags and seal them up. Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, I, brought, I, I brought three of my friends and we got a limited perch. We're going to be at that uh, cleaning station for a while, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, I don't like to catch more than 100 person a day. I don't care how many people are on the boat because it just takes um, a long time. A couple minutes for each fish and 100 fish, you know, that's a couple hours. Oh, yeah. 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 You get 100 fish, you're into it for at least four hours. I mean, or 200 fish. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, 100 fish is good. You know, if you want to take them home and clean them, I'll, I'll put them on ice with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, so Mark, how do people get a hold of you? How do they book a trip, uh, you know, for the upcoming season, that sort of thing? Well, the easiest way is to go through my website, uh, Mark mm-hmm. Lawrence Charters. And, and on my website, you will be able to find the boat calendar. And it's real simple after that. You select a date that's open. 
And if the date you would really like isn't open, please give me a call. Um, I have a phone number, 716-534-5905. You can call me, and I'll try to get you in that day. Um, the best the best way is, though, through the website because it has you all the information. It tells you what ports I fish out of. Uh, the best way to do it is to call or use the website, like I said. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. And, and a lot of times you're probably on the water during the day. And although uh, you may or may not be out of reception, but uh, uh, getting a hold of you electronically. And you're really good at calling people back. I know. Correct. Correct. And the phone number works for text. And obviously you can text me too with questions or dates available. I have no problem with that. When I'm fishing with someone, I'm fishing with someone. Okay. So I won't answer when I'm actually fishing. So, I mean, because they enjoy their time too. Okay. However, exactly. when I'm cleaning the fish, I'll, I'll get, all bets are off because I'll take a break because it, it hurts after a while. But yes. Yeah. But when I'm on the water, I'm on the water. Okay. Simple mm -hmm. as that. No, that's great. That, that that is great, and and then um, how how quickly do you book up during the season? If somebody wants to come out and and fish mid season, you know, uh, uh, on a Saturday, um, you know, uh, and or weekends, how quick does all that come up for you, Mark? Weekends are very difficult uh, for two reasons. There's not enough of them, and everybody wants to fish them. Right. So there's only four Saturdays in July. Okay. So. If you want to fish a Saturday in July, you should have told me last year. Mm -hmm. Okay. During the week is actually better fishing. Now, I'm going to tell you for two reasons. And both would make sense once you Saturday mornings are okay to launch. Saturday afternoons are a nightmare on the launch because young men are taking their girlfriends out in the speedboats in the afternoon when we're coming in. So... The, the pier is crowded. All the guys who worked all weekend get to go fishing Saturday mornings. They're bringing their boats in with us. So it's crowded. Mm -hmm. It's congestion. There's nothing you can do about it. And then what happens right. is people only fish once a week. And as soon as they see someone catch a fish, they thought the only place in the lake are under that boat. And they try to get under uh, your boat to get the fish. <laughs> never thought. So it's much more enjoyable to fish during the week. Right, uh, right. There's almost nobody on the ramp. And honestly, I mean, there's always people, you know, but there's almost nobody on the ramp. The lake is wide open. And for some reason, I don't know why, but he punishes the working guy and puts wind on the Saturdays. Uh, during the week, I, I know this when I used to work for wages. You'd, every day you go out at lunchtime and the, the, the leaves, the leaves are all limp. It's a beautiful sunny day. And then you come out on Saturday and you can't keep a hat on your head. You got to put a staple in it to keep it on your head because the wind's blowing hard. Right, right. <laughs> Just one of those forces of nature, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, he punishing the working guy. I, I know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, very good. Well, very good. Well, Mark, we sure appreciate the chance to uh, speak with you today. And thank you so much for taking your time out and sharing what you. Uh, uh, what you know with uh, our listeners and and gosh, if anybody is in the uh, you know New York Buffalo area and wants a great time on the water, you're the guy to call. Yes, I am, and I appreciate you, you talking to me, um, Ted. I really do, and it's a lot of fun. And um, the nice thing about fishing on Lake Erie with me is you're going to have fun. You really are. It's, it's gonna, it, you know, you're going to learn something. 
uh, and you're going to have fun. Well, you sound like a great guy to, 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 to fish with. And, and that's uh, part of the whole experience when you hire a, a charter captain or a guide is that you, uh, you know, you're going to spend the whole day with them, you know, and you got to find somebody that uh, you're going to enjoy being with. And uh, um, I would imagine you've got very happy people that come and fish with you. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a blast. It really is. Yeah, really? and if if nothing else, I'll tell you how to be a volunteer fireman. I mean, if that's <laughs> if, if, I, if I have to start. <laughs> well, terrific. terrific. Well, Mark, hey, tight lines to you. We appreciate the the chance to visit with you, and uh, have the best season ever coming up in twenty twenty. Hey, thanks, Ted. You okay. too. Have fun this summer.